0: how's it going everybody welcome to another episode of wired in with your hosts blake johnson and spencer coles we are here once again to just really delve into the uh, hot topics going on in our in our world today and uh, we're gonna i think branch a little bit outside of our normal routine and not talk about video games as much this episode, although I do think we will talk a little bit about um, one story in particular that's kind of hard to and bobs avoid. And but there. yeah, hey, we'll we're have, really
1: here to take over Spotify. Let's not, you know, sugarcoat it. I mean, yeah, well, that is our true hidden agenda. But you know, we can't, you know, just keep that on the DL. All
0: right. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're glad that you guys have decided to. uh give us a part of your day today and if you would just go ahead and give us that five star rating there's pretty much no acceptable fewer than five star uh rating allowed so you know
1: yeah exactly we got to put our shameless plugs in here somehow so
0: yeah so i mean four is unacceptable three two you know if you're able to somehow fit in like five and a half to six do it but uh, absolutely yeah. And if you, hey, if you have to create multiple accounts and give us the same rating, who am I We're to not judge?
1: saying we would definitely like recommend you do that, but you know, if, if you wanted to do that, I don't think either one of us would be against it. I'm just, yeah I'm just I mean, we're we're putting it out there. We're just
0: I am not one to judge, so if if that's <laughs> if that's how you identify, then identify exactly. as multiple people because hey, yeah. that's that's the new thing. Um Exactly yeah yeah so, so uh so how's uh how's everything in your world going spencer
1: not too bad i um been working on the sun all day though i've nearly even even with chugging water i still like passed nearly passed out a couple of times it was ridiculous
0: oh that that seems a little so, you know less than desirable of an outcome yeah, you know yeah.
1: not yeah it's not ideal but yeah yeah it's not like what can
0: you do the stated goal but yeah, yeah. Well, I hear it's been really warm in the Ozarks, Missouri yeah, slash nice, Arkansas uh, area.
1: It was just a nice, chilly, uh, eighty-four degrees with seventy uh, percent humidity. So you know, hey, yeah,
0: yeah, it just makes me excited to be moving back into that area. I tell you what,
1: <laughs> man, and it was it was so weird too because it was like uh, I was working with this guy who was wearing like full black jeans oh and like a dark hoodie and like a hat I was like dude how are you even doing this like yeah. i don't you have a death
0: wish <laughs> or something like who so, yeah, does I, that
1: yeah for real uh oh, yeah
0: yeah so uh, you know i i think i originally stated that it might be a while before we record another episode and it still might who knows how the moving process goes but luckily my wife and i were able to find a place uh, this past week and we'll be moving in the day after we get back. So oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we should be able to come back with another episode in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see how that goes. But I am actually excited to be moving back. It's been, I, I you know, I will say compared to last year's moving process when we had about a two weeks, essentially a two weeks notice. Hey, you can start in two weeks. Move from Southern Missouri to North Dakota. Yeah, that. That was a little frantic, but I think now uh, us planning our move, you know, a couple months in advance has given us time to both procrastinate and to still get things packed, so I I think we're in good shape there, but I'm just ready to get back to familiar territory and be able to escape North Dakota before the dreaded, awful winter comes in, like, September, so.
1: Bugging out in just the right time, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true, so. But anyway, we've got quite a few things to talk about today. Maybe not as much as usual, but some pretty significant stories, I would say, particularly in entertainment. Uh, but also just in general. I mean, I, I I think it's unavoidable for us to, you know, talk about the uh, the new COVID uh, CDC guidelines for masking. And uh, if you thought. I tell you what, if you thought you could simply get vaccinated and move back to normal life, <laughs> you are mistaken, my friend. You are mistaken.
1: Well, and, and the crazy thing too is like even even with last year, it seemed like the messaging with masks constantly foot-flopped on the daily. Mm-hmm. And then now it it really seems like that same standard hasn't really gone away with vaccines. Um it. The whole thing is just insane and it because like i i went and did like the first shot of the vaccine but now if they're if the cdc is recommending people to still wear masks even if you're fully vaccinated then it's like well then what the fuck is the point you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't know it's just it's it's really bizarre and and we're seeing this hardcore push in terms of mandates um for people to get it despite there being it, you know, empirical evidence that people can still get COVID-19 even if they're fully vaxxed, at least according, at least according to the CDC.
0: Yeah. So for those of you who are either living under a rock or have never given a crap about what the CDC says, which, you know, the latter group, I can totally respect that. Um, they've updated Certainly their, understandable. <laughs> especially at this point. Um, you know, the CDC has updated their guidelines saying that you are if you are fully vaccinated, you can still participate in many of the activities that you did before the pandemic. Well, oh, thank you. But now they're saying that even if you're fully vaccinated, if you are in like a county or an area that is being classified as like a, a high risk environment or that's getting a lot of um, getting hit by the Delta variant quite a bit you still have to you have, still have to wear a mask and if you're you're indoors with uh kids 12 and under you still have to wear a mask mm-hmm. too which to me that i mean nothing says science uh, like that and you know th- they're also saying that um you know th- they they're simultaneously blaming the deaths and the increase in cases um on the unvaccinated but at the same time they're also they're saying the they're calling it breakthrough cases right for the for the vaccine the breakthrough cases yeah. so there's a very minute number of people that have been fully vaccinated that it still somehow contract the virus um and they're saying these are breakthrough cases so they're simultaneously saying that it's very rare for this to happen but at the same time now they're painting a broad brush and saying that Everybody who's been vaccinated, you still have to do all the same stuff essentially as those who are unvaccinated. And like you said, what's the point of, of getting the vaccine then if you still have to do all this stuff? Um, and what the, what they conveniently leave out in, in this whole discussion is the fact that the, their own data shows that those who have been fully vaccinated are incredibly unlikely to get First of all, COVID at all. But even if they do get it, incredibly unlikely to get a severe case of it or certainly to end up dead. I don't think there's even been any documented cases of fully vaccinated people dying. Um, So this makes no sense. I mean, scientifically, if you just look at the hard numbers, to to take all of these people and say every single one of you has to do this – you know if their goal is to get more people vaccinated this is like probably the worst way to do it because again like you said what's the point if you have to do all the same stuff what's the point
1: well i think a lot of this is essentially boils down to the government trying to ramp back up into a lockdown state again um towards come winter um you know because again even you know at the beginning of like last year when COVID started breaking out, all of this was done to basically flatten the curve. It was supposed to be a three to five week period of just flattening the curve to pre- prevent the further spread of COVID. And then that turned into like three months. Then it turned into six. Then it turned into basically nearly a year before we were like, okay, yeah, now maybe we should kind of wait with the lockdown because Clearly the lockdown hasn't flattened the curve. It hasn't done what it was initially set in place to do. And it seems like we're just repeating the same process with the vaccines. It's like, oh, everyone get the vaccine. Oh, but it won't completely, you know, protect you from you know, COVID-19 and this Delta variant. Oh. Uh, but because of a result of that, we're now gonna start, you know, putting states into a state of emergency what like they've done with my state uh like i, I live in arkansas and asa hutchinson just d- declared a state of emergency for um to due to COVID 19 uh vaccines and stuff um or due to the low vaccination uh amount like record oh, okay record.
0: yeah gotcha
1: and um but it's like i i think the the funny thing though is is that and Eric July brought up a really good brought up a really good point during one of his live streams. If the I'm trying to think of the right term here, but if the overall risk is predominantly falls upon the unvaccinated, then what do the people who are fully vaccinated have to worry about? Right. And if this if this vaccine works to the degree that you know they claim that it does, um. And again, like I said, I, I you know I'm not against vaccines. Hell, I even did the first dose of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But if if we're now getting evidence, if there's data coming out suggesting, oh, uh, this vaccine doesn't work to the degree nearly to the nearly to the degree that we thought it did, it's like, well, then what what are we doing? <laughs> what, what?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think this is going to turn into basically the uh, the flu shot, and they call it the flu vaccine. It's, mm-hmm. it's a yearly thing. You have to get another dose of it or a new dose of it. And, you know, the, the argument back in the day, and, I, you know, I used to be more skeptical of getting the flu vaccine. Um, I still respect, respect people who are. But the argument was always, well, it, you know, the flu shot, it's not going to prevent you from getting the flu. It's supposed to mitigate the severe symptoms. Okay, that makes, I, I can understand that. Um, so I think that's what this is going to turn into. Um, it's just, I uh, and I, am like you, I'm not anti vaccine either. Um, I mean, I, am still, even despite all of this madness, I am more than likely going to get, um, the, the vaccine once I've, you know, fully moved. Um, and because, you know, even, even despite the ridiculous stuff they're saying, um, I'm a wimp when it comes to getting sick. I really don't like getting sick and I certainly don't like going to the doctor. So it, the from the data that I've seen and heard, you know, if it's even able to help prevent against the more severe symptoms, I'm more willing to take it anyway. Um, and the fact that you know, we've we've not seen, you know, vast stories of <laughs> fully vaccinated people dropping dead from COVID. Leads me, to, leads me to believe that I, it's, I would much rather take the risk of getting fully vaccinated than not having any sort of protection because I certainly don't think the mask yeah. is, is going to help um, compared to that. I'm not like the, uh, the former CDC director who said that the, the, the mask is even more protective against COVID than the, a than the vaccine ever could be. I, I'm not that nuts over that. <laughs> um, yeah, I still
1: have no idea. Uh, if he even remotely believed a fraction of what he said, like you know what I mean, it's just like, <laughs> well, I, apparently
0: they're apparently they're living like that's true because, again, if you're fully vaccinated, yeah, you still gotta wear it. So, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I, I saw, and I,
1: and I think like the dangerous thing, you know, with all of this is that, you know, we're kind of flirting in the territory of having the COVID vaccine become mandated. Mm-hmm. Um, and you actually brought up really, really, uh, a really interesting point earlier of whenever we were off air, um, but you know, Australia's been enforcing incredibly authoritarian measures. Oh yeah. Um, uh, at least to, to my understanding, they're basically quarantining people like to their houses and mandating that people get the the, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine um it's yeah and i think we're 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 slowly but surely gonna start drifting more and more into that territory i mean we're already starting to see it with uh certain uh job fields requiring it in order to continue to work at your you know place of occupation right mm-hmm. um so uh, and yeah i i don't i don't really see this letting up and I feel like a lot of this is constructed solely for the purpose of ramping up towards another lockdown. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, to give even more of a, a a backup of that statement, one of the press people for the Biden administration, not Jen Psaki, but one of the other um, White House spokes, spokespeople came out and was asked by a reporter. So, if the CDC comes at you and says, "Hey, we think that you guys need to institute another lockdown and have, you know, more quarantines and such, are you going to do that?" And she said, "Well, you know, we we trust in the science and we trust the CDC. So, we'll, if they come to us with that, we'll definitely consider it." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> you know, e- even even people that have bought into most of what the CDC and and you know, the the COVID The COVID stand people, the 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 lovey lovey, you know, we love everything they say, people. Even they are starting to be like, this doesn't make any sense, you know. If you're fully vaxxed, why why are we going back into lockdown mode? Why are we even having this conversation? Um, And I, I brought up earlier that off air that New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is saying, you know, we the time the time for vaccine um suggestions or vaccine requests is over now we have to go into vaccine mandates um and you've got i think walmart walmart is one of the businesses that have now mandated vaccine for all for all of their workers and all of their managers by october they have to all get vaccinated um, and I think another, yeah. I think Shake Shack has done this. I think Apple has done this uh, with um, as far as yeah, you're as, gonna
1: you're gonna start seeing this become more and more of a thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: yeah. And Walmart. they're bringing back the mask mandates for their stores. Um, I don't think Walmart has yet, but um, they probably will. I'm guessing. And I mean, so you're seeing, I mean, you're seeing a repeat of history all over again. 2020 is back at it in full swing. And what's crazy is when you compare. The Delta variant, which everyone's freaked out about, to the Alpha variant or the original strain that, that sent us all into quarantine in the 15 days that slow to spread in the first place or 14 days, whatever the number mm-hmm. was. Yeah. The, the deaths and severe cases, the hospitalizations, if you compare those to the original um, strain, it's not even close. Like, yes, cases have spiked more than the Alpha variant but the deaths and the the things that we should really be focused on they're not even close to the severity of the of the first strain and take that into account um as well looking at young people because now it's like well young people are now dropping dead well they're not except they're not <laughs> i mean you know well this-
1: and 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 that's and it's funny that you bring that up because prior prior to the delta variant um, most of the unvaccinated uh, demographic consisted of the 18 to, like... I'm trying to remember exactly what the precise age rating is. like, But, like, 18 to, like, 36. Like, that demographic of people, that consisted of the largest, you know, unvaccinated uh, group. And once that data came out, it, it really seems like They had to flip the narrative of, oh, hey, the Delta variant is targeting younger um, ages now. So, you know, younger people have to get vaccinated, too. It's not just, you know, they can't rely off of herd immunity anymore. And, again, I think a lot of this is just, um, I think a lot of this is just trying to mandate a vaccine that is not and again we know for a fact that the current you know the the pfizer the moderna um the astrazeneca vaccines none of those are approved by the fda it just it's it's very bizarre that we have the such a high survival rate for a lot of these COVID cases um even even for unvaccinated cases and yet They're pushing for a vaccine that's not approved by the FDA um, for a virus that has an extremely high survival rate. Um, It just, a lot of it doesn't really add up. And it makes you question because, and and again, I think the, the main issue is again, I'm not against, I'm not inherently against the vaccine, but I'd rather be, I'd rather it be a decision of my own choosing rather than it being enforced down from the top down um executively yeah um because that i mean again that's what our whole you know that's what the predominantly that's what liberal democracy has always been predicated upon is allowing the individual to make the best decision in terms of you know what's best that serves their best interest and allows them to be a allows them to continue to function in society and contribute contribute to society Um, but when you have i feel like once you start incorporating these mandates it will lead down a slippery slope to where um what was once the main focal point for the liberal society that we've constructed more or less in this country will be more or less pushed to the wayside by sweeping authoritarianism and uh half-baked you know inconclusive evidence um at least of what we have so far
0: yeah and you know to go along with that the the danger here is you know the 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 People in power are using the argument of, you know, well, it's it's for your own health and safety. It's, you know, hmm. everyone needs to be a responsible adult and protect the vulnerable and protect these people. And it's not about you. And it's like, you know, I'm sorry, but if, if I'm fully vaccinated and I've made that decision to do that, I really don't care what somebody else decides to do. It's like, you know, it's like how um, liberals rage whenever you know conservatives oppose um you know gay marriage or the the um you know the state approving gay marriage and having it well why do you care what someone does in their own private life well why are you so so keen on what i do in my own life you know if if you are fully vaccinated. Why are you so freaked out over this and this this idea that yeah, well, again, it all
1: it all it falls back onto the premise of if you're fully vaccinated, then why should you be concerned about the, the the risk associated from or 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 more specifically, if you're fully vaccinated, then there shouldn't you shouldn't have to worry about really anything if the vaccine works to the to the degree that you know, the government and the CDC claims that it does.
0: Well, and what really is going on here is not whether or not you are protecting people or you whether or not you are, you know, being safe and being hmm. healthy. What people are really upset about, whether it's Fauci, the CDC, people that follow pretty much everything they say, is the fact that you aren't going along with it. That's that's really what it comes down to is you are opposing their view of a higher society, and if you oppose it, then you must be the devil, because that what this is about is following hook, line, and sinker into whatever they want you to do, and if you don't, oh, yeah, exactly. if you it, it's you know th- these people that love to talk about how we need to be more inclusive and we need to you know leave people alone. The moment that you disagree with them, well, then we need to come after you. I mean, that's what this has always been about. This is the, the type of argument we've been having long before COVID. This is just the new beast that we're being approached with. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to continue after COVID when we're talking about something else. I mean, this is just how this is going. And we are not living in a society that actually embraces true personal liberty because to do that means you have to be willing to live and be with someone that is opposed to your own personal point of view, and some people just can't live in that world.
1: Well, and I think, I think the other problem you have too, is that it's not just that individual liberties, in, in inalienable human rights, and individual like civil liberties. Are being infringed upon it's to the de- it's so much to the de- to the degree that we've established a sense of like full-on tribalism of because everything is so streamlined now when it pertains to the the exchange of information and ideas online that it's like all right well you know if you if you bring up any form of um counterpoint or or you know conflicting evidence uh for why when it pertains to the COVID 19 vaccine then you're spreading misinformation that what you're doing is immoral and and it's like and it's like you said it becomes very much an us versus them type of scenario um and so i i i really think I really think we're just going to see more of 2020 play out right again before our eyes. Um, I, I don't see... Th- my only thing, though, is... I, I You know, I throw out the idea that, you know, this is all ramping back up into another lockdown again. But I, I don't necessarily know if it would be as politically expedient for them to incorporate another lockdown. Oh, no. Um, no. Certain, I mean some companies would benefit again from another lockdown like say amazon right um but i mean in terms of like economically speaking um i think it would be i don't think it would be super politically expedient for them to have our economy just take another insane dip um and i and i genuinely think if we went into another lockdown I don't think we could ever really, truly recover from it. Um,
0: yeah, and who's to say we're recovering now? I mean, just look at the yeah, exactly. the, the mm-hmm. stimulus payments that people. I mean, they're still they're now talking about a fourth round of stimulus checks, and Biden comes out and says, "Hey, I am I'm encouraging you states, uh, state governors to, you know, put out this thing where a- any anyone that gets a vaccine gets a hundred bucks." And it's like, what? First of all, that makes no sense. That's not going to incentivize anyone. I mean, you could blow through a hundred dollars in like an hour if you wanted to oh yeah, uh, I mean that's that's ridiculous mm-hmm. and secondly, it's not your place <laughs> like what
1: what does he think this is like the nineteen thirties like
0: yeah, hundred dollars
1: this will last me three months, you know like <laughs> oh my gosh,
0: it's crazy <laughs> i I mean you know we are we are we are suffering so much more than just a a global pandemic. I mean, you want to I think we've talked about this before. You talk about the the number of people struggling with like mental illness and the people that are struggling Oh, with, it's yeah, with and, job um... situations. I mean, it, the more that we the more that we incentivize people to just stay indoors and to hide away from people and to not seek the care that they need for other illnesses because this thing right here is going on and we don't have time for you. I mean that that's just going to add to the already, you know, horrible situation we're facing with, with mental illness. I mean, it's well, yeah, I think,
1: I think it creates a whole slew of problems when you talk about in terms of impacting society negatively. Um, You know, whether it be from in terms of social engagement, whether it be in terms of, um, you know people not getting the, the the amount of proper exercise and diet uh that they need i mean granted i granted i was never a shining beacon of example in that anyway um but i mean there i think it's impacting people to such a heavy degree anyway and i i think and when we talk about in terms of these lockdowns it's only f- further proven because, again, you'll you'll often hear, and this is this mainly comes from a lot of alt leftist circles, that you know if we incorporated a um. You know, univer like a a UBI type scenario where everybody receives a certain amount of money, you know, a month or a week or whatever. Sorry, excuse me. Um, but if we we had some if we had some system some type of UBI um set in place that people would be able to use that income and uh still be able to you know that despite having that income pouring in they would still uh work of their own volition and we're we're seeing that play out in real time that that's not really the case um if you pay a bunch of people just to stay home and do nothing uh, most people are going to be content with staying home and doing nothing um I mean and that's that's not my opinion we're we're seeing more and more evidence that suggests that people aren't really necessarily you know inclined to go back to working you know especially if they were working a really really uh shady and shitty job um they're not going to be as incentivized um but yet you you hear constantly from these you know socialist types that you know if we have some type of um you know, universal basic income—that you know, people would still be like willing. Uh, in fact, and and to a degree, more willing to work. Uh, I just I don't buy that sentiment at all. And we're 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 slowly starting to see the the a polarizing divide where the shift a uh, more of a societal shift towards the means of the collective versus the rights and uh civil liberties of the individual
0: yeah yeah what what what's good for society rather than you know what's your own choice your own responsibility Mm -hmm. i mean that's well
1: and and i and i think the you know because again we always you and i always talk about this i think intrinsically and maybe maybe this is just me being hopelessly optimistic but i think people intrinsically have or or basically have an intrinsic worth and value they have to offer to society Um, along with certain enable human rights and civil liberties and if they're able to take that the intrinsic worth and value that's attributed to them and contributed back into society as an individual uh I think that basically benefits society or has a much greater benefit to society collectively than trying to force a myriad a a insanely large group of people into one singular collective um and and hoping that there's no uh, like social divide or um it's just I I think when you when you compare the two ideas the idea of the individual using the value and worth that they have in terms of their skill sets and being able to contribute to society as an individual versus trying to force people and mandate people into one singular collective. I think it's a night and day difference. Um, and of course there's a ton of historical precedents um, to, to back that up.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. I, I totally agree with that. I also agree that, Hey. I, if I'm given the incentive, I'd rather stay home and do nothing too. So, Hey, see, but, but see, there, there's, 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 <laughs>
1: there's a problem with that though. Cause it may seem like, it may seem like a net benefit on the face on face value, but I think when you have a large group of people, and of course we've seen this in, in terms of the rise of suicides, in terms of, uh, the rise of domestic violence, um in terms of um the lack of um social skills in terms of being able to communicate properly and stuff we've we've seen a diminishing i guess a diminish i guess sort of a dimin- diminishing return when it pertains to people's mental health um whenever like as a result of these lockdowns and so yeah it may seem like it may it may seem like a good idea on paper on face value but when you put it into practice it create it has an insane detriment upon society at large um and i think again there's a ton of data to suggest that
0: well i mean you just take into account even before all these mm. lockdowns you know people talking about how you know we spend way too much time on social media we, we spend way too much time you know, getting into arguments, getting into fights with people that, you know, we don't even know or have never met. And instead of, you know, trying to interact with people, well, if we're constantly living in a bubble, and not just, you know, people that we agree with, but just in our own little headspace, and we're not interacting with people in person, we're not, we're, we're too afraid to just walk outside and have a chat with somebody or go visit somebody, you know, we, we, we've been created to have a relationship with people, even, yes, yeah, even, absolutely. even people that are more introverted, even people like me that, you know, used to just <laughs> not really yeah. want to go and visit with people, a- anybody, even, even my own uh, relatives, because, you know, but even... Even people that are more, um, you know, inclined to be introverted still need that human interaction. Because if you don't have it, then that's, I mean, that's not healthy. First of all, Um, you're not developing yourself as a human being. You're not developing social skills, which every human being needs some form of social skills. You know, you're not, you're not progressing as a person because you're not, allowing yourself to be around people that don't think like you do. I mean, I saw a story the other day of, of Matt Damon, the actor, who's who did this film. I can't remember the name of it. It just came out, or is coming out. And he basically, he's playing like this southern, um, this like, you know, almost redneck character. I don't know if it's a straight up redneck character, but basically he had to interact with a bunch of people that don't think like he does politically. And he was talking in his interview how he got to interact with people that are more like Trump supporters or that are more conservative leaning. And he said, you know, it was actually kind of, you know, it was kind of amazing to just be around people that even if you don't agree with them on certain things, you you find out that there's more things you can come together on than you disagree on. And it was kind of it was kind of an amazing and a relief experience for me. And I'm like. Yeah, exactly, because you're getting out of your own Hollywood bubble, you know, and... and oh, and the I'm liberal not, exchange of ideas and beliefs
1: yeah. is a mutually good
0: thing? Yeah. Who would have imagined? Yeah, <laughs> who would have imagined? And, I mean, this goes this goes just beyond politics, but unfortunately, yeah. politics has become such a focus in not, in not just government and not just, you know, ruling and stuff like that and laws it's seeped into every aspect of our society and that's not a good thing you know there's there's nothing wrong inherently with with politics but we've become Mm -hmm. so incensed to the idea that someone else doesn't think like us that we've got to shut them out and cancel them that you combine that with a government telling us that we need to just stay indoors all the time that's a recipe for disaster (laughs) I mean, there's no other yeah, well, way I, to put it.
1: Well, and I think a lot of that is due, with more specifically to what you were talking about about how ev- how there's a narrative in basically every single facet of our lives now uh, is because it, it the alt left has very much commandeered um, basically the culture and you know and, and it it rings so true when you dictate the culture you, you dictate you know. When you dictate the culture you influence the politics right um and what we've seen time and time again is that a lot of these you know hardcore socialist types they believe that everything that has been established in the course of liberal democracy is a social construct set in place by a inherently oppressive uh patriarchy and that and that the only way and and that the only way to dismantle all of it is by basically reconstructing those these institutions and things that have been established for you know hell, maybe even since the found the beginning of our country you know but and not only do they view it as them recon- reconstructing these social these social constructs but that it's their moral obligation to do so and so when you have people so deluded into the premise that they are performing a net good by shoehorning in all these narratives and reconstructing reconstructing reality to conform to whatever crazy ideological um idea of what they believe to be utopia to be is a, a good thing uh and we've seen and and you might say well what's really the problem with that like oh the, the problem with that is that we've seen time and time again when you have extremist types like this whenever they go to enact what they perceive to be their idea of utopia it ends in catastrophe i mean again we we've seen it for example during the 1930s in the ukraine with the uh, the 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 mass murdering of the, the kulaks. Um you know, it all these farmers were either imprisoned or executed um for simply owning private property, and it resulted in the starvation of like six million Ukrainians.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean well, we just have to keep. We just have to do it better this time, Spencer. We, we just we didn't <laughs> yeah, do it just, right the just, first time. They didn't
1: do it right that time. All no. right. You know,
0: I, I seem to. I seem to remember a, a popular saying. You know, if you do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different, expecting a different result, there's something wrong there, right? So
1: yeah, uh, it's not like uh, you know his theory of relativity was you know recently you know confirmed or anything.
0: Yeah. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> Uh well, I feel like we could we could go on about this for, for hours. Um, but let's let's see if we can transition into a less heavy topic uh to kinda wrap it up here on the show. Um, I guess less heavy, but still actually pretty important. I mean it's 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 actually a fairly important story beyond the surface. Um so I don't know if you've seen it. I've not seen it just because I refuse to pay extra money on top of a subscription I'm already paying for. But Black Widow, starring Scarlett Johansson, it's a Marvel movie, uh, just came out a couple of weeks ago. And it came out simultaneously with the theatrical release. So you can still see it in whatever theaters are playing it, but you can also pay 30 bucks for it on Disney Plus if you have a subscription there. Well, it's been out for a few weeks, and it's not done great especially compared to previous Marvel movies um, I haven't checked the latest numbers but I mean I guess it's done okay for um, you know for Disney plus I think it's made like 30 some million on on Disney plus could be could be a little lower it could be a little higher at this point I don't know it's done okay but for a Marvel movie it's really not done fantastic and so actress Scarlett Johansson, who's played Black Widow since I think 2010 2011. Um, she's now suing, um, not Marvel, but Disney because they've apparently violated their contract to make Black Widow an exclusive theatrical release. They weren't supposed to release it on Disney plus, at least not at the same time as theaters. Um, that's what the lawsuit is alleging. And so, (laughs) so she, she files this lawsuit and Disney responds with the most bizarre, Of responses that I've seen and I'm actually a little surprised that they came out this strong um, against Scarlett Johansson but here's here's what the Disney statement reads um, in response to Scarlett Johansson she says or she uh, Disney says there is no merit whatsoever to this filing the lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract. And furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premiere Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. So basically, they are impugning her character and saying that she doesn't care about the COVID pandemic because that's obviously why we had yeah. to release it on Disney Plus, And I- she's already made a- enough money anyway, so why is she whining about <laughs> oh it? My like. god. And then and then and then it it doesn't end there. So her her um, attorney or her whoever's representing her (laughs) came back at Disney and said, um, you know, their their response to Mr. Johansson is ridiculous and it's disgusting. Um uh, Brian Lord is the guy's name. He says they have shamelessly and falsely accused Miss Johansson of being insensitive to the global COVID pandemic in an attempt to make her appear to be someone yeah. that yeah. that they know and I know she isn't. Um and they also hit back saying that um, you know, Disney is a multi-billion dollar company, um, and they've made billions of dollars off of these films, so it's a little strange for them to be going after Scarlett Johansson for uh for monetary issues like this
1: well yeah it's it's (laughs) it's so strange that they just randomly invoked covid into all this because well and what's funny too is that wasn't i think she was like an executive producer for black widow right Uh, i don't know
0: yeah i I don't know but why you're which makes
1: which which makes this even more strange because um the idea that you know you're gonna basically just underhand your executive producer, uh, (laughs) you know, like,
0: yeah. And not just money, not just your executive producer, but one of your biggest stars in, in Marvel. Uh, Why are you going after her like that? I mean, she's literally helps you bring in a crap ton of money. Um, And I, I was, so I was looking into more of this and it's, it's very interesting. So HBO max um, has gotten into similar hot water, for releasing their movies simultaneously with theaters. But from my understanding, they've basically agreed to pay the actors in, in these movies um, what they would have made if it would have been a success in, um, in theaters alone. So they're basically paying their, their actors to compensate for the fact that it's not being distributed as widely because it's also being released online. So that's kind of how they've been able to get away with it, as far as lawsuits go. But Disney is not even trying to do that. They're they're just saying, yeah, we're releasing it on Disney Plus, and you've made enough money, so you should just you should just you're you're fine. Don't worry about it. It's like no. <laughs> that, that, it's like, yeah, see, I don't know about that. you no. shouldn't just be allowed you shouldn't just be allowed to violate contracts like that because i'll be just straight up with you when i first heard about this story i was like oh but she's made enough money why is she so upset but the more i thought about it, i was like no it doesn't really it doesn't really matter how much money she's already made or making it's it's the principle of of the whole thing they can just it's, keep
1: doing this yeah, it's yeah. It,
0: it. You know, you. What if you're not someone with Scarlett Johansson's profile and and name recognition? You and should you just be expected to just follow along with whatever the mouse tells you to do? Because, well, I mean, look how much money we're making for you, and you're going to be just fine, and you don't need to worry about it. It's like that. That seems pretty ridiculous, you know. And for the for a big corporation like this, I mean, that's that's pretty dirty to treat your people like that.
1: Well and usually when you have a company like fucking Disney telling you to be like, oh hey don't don't worry about uh, any of these contract violations don't don't worry about that it's totally fine you, you'll, you'll be compensated fairly It's like odds are they're lying they're mm-hmm. lying about that all right <laughs> like and so like yeah' I've, I've just I've seen this argument that like oh you know Scarlett Johansson you know is you know, the idea that Scarlett Johansson who's made like millions of dollars to sue Disney is just so stupid. It's like, okay, yeah, but but if anybody is going to put a dent in Disney, it's going to be people like her, people who are well established in the Hollywood industry, going up against the mouse. It's mm-hmm. if anybody is going to take jabs at Disney, it's going to be people who are well established in Hollywood.
0: Well, and I guess even Kevin Feige is furious at Disney and saying that he supports um, Johansson because of because of all this. And now you have, um, I think your name is it uh, Emma Stone, um, the one that just did oh, cru- yeah. uh, Cruella that came out of Disney yeah. Plus. Now she's considering doing the same thing. <laughs> and you, well, have- you know
1: what's funny? You know what's funny is um, the funny that you mentioned Kevin Feige. Apparently, Disney have. I I guess approach Kevin Feige and are demanding him to refuse to allow any more uh, Scarlett Johansson cameos in the MCU.
0: Uh, all right, that's uh. So that seems that kind of slimy, screams, too.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that and also it just confirms any you of know, the 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 theories that we had that they were definitely planning on incorporating her. To Some degree in this next phase of the MCU,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, um, like bringing her back to life somehow or, yep. or something like that, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> that's going to be quite interesting to see. Um, and I guess, uh, to kind of continue on with uh, people that are following suit, so Jungle Cruise is coming out and that stars Dwayne Johnson and uh, Emily Blunt, and I guess Emily Blunt is also considering it as well. I don't think, I don't think The Rock is. He's kind of like, eh, it's fine, it's whatever. But I think, uh, <laughs> I think his co-star is like, no, this isn't cool. So I mean, it, it's it speaks to what you're saying. I mean, when you have someone with this kind of this kind of power, um, this kind of name recognition, saying, oh no, you're not. And the the thing that's the thing too is, um, I think this. I think this shows that this isn't a really about the money for her because again, she's already filthy rich. She's already done, a, you know, a, a good job, and she's a decent actress. This has more well, to and do with this. If she's going to
1: sink more, if she's going to sink more money into to lawsuits with Disney too, I mean, that's going to be even more money on top of that. So sorry, didn't mean.
0: To yeah, it. no, I mean, yeah, and I'm just, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is that I, I really don't think it's a matter of money for her. I think this is just. Mm -hmm. her being fed up with being treated dirty like this and quite frankly more power to her if 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 she wants to to try to fight this i don't know if she'll win or not um who knows what what disney will will have up its sleeve i mean they're they're pretty good at um you know silencing people that you know want to use their i mean you just you just consider people that want to use their uh their content for any sort of any sort of reason that they don't like, they'll sue the pans off you. So I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll lawyer up and have some kind of trick up their sleeve. I don't know. But, um, even if, even if she doesn't win, I mean, think, think of just how bad, um, uh, their public image will be, uh, through this. It will definitely,
1: this. it will definitely put a lot of social pressure on Disney, mm-hmm. um, to really weigh whether or not they want to continue, um, basically underhanding um a lot of their you know their their main you know cat you know their main actors and everything
0: Um, well and see what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to make all these exclusives right and get all these big name actors and you know movie stars well if you've got people like her and others now starting to be like uh no i don't like what you're doing here you know if they fight hard enough i mean that can that can really hurt disney's ability to uh you know make more of these exclusives for their for their Disney Plus platform. I'm not saying it would cripple them financially, but I mean, shoot, if you put enough pressure on these people, I mean, they're you know, they're going to suffer somehow through all this. One would hope anyway.
1: Yeah, at the very least it would drive the value of their brand down to some degree. Even if it's like a fraction of de- of a degree, um it it still would to some capacity.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll we'll see what happens with this, but um, I mean, man, that's that's gonna be pretty interesting to see how uh, how this all plays out. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. yeah. So anyway, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, no, actually, it's not. Uh, there was one more story we wanted to talk about. You uh, lie. <laughs> I almost <laughs> almost forgot, Spencer. You brought this up. Uh, you brought up the uh, Halo Infinite the 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 saga, the the saga of Halo continues, and uh, it the, unfortunately the, does. It unfortunately does, and <laughs> for those of you who somehow managed to get an Xbox Series X and you still have that box with the Halo on the back of your box, yeah, it's isn't it fun not having that game out yet? So apparently, um, Halo is is starting to release more of their uh, of the, like their beta content and stuff coming out, and uh, you've you've kept on track of this, so. Uh, Try to fill us in on some of the stuff that's coming out now.
1: Yeah, well so um essentially they I think it was about a couple days ago. Um I think was it on the twenty I think. I think or um or not on the twenty ninth, uh the well actually it it might have been. Um but essentially they you know, over over the course of uh during the weekend they released the 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 tech preview of the, basically, the tech preview for Halo Infinite. And only, they never gave a specific time frame as to when they would be releasing the tech preview key out to, like, certain content creators. Because you had people like The Act Man, you had people like Critical, you had people like um I I think shroud might have gotten in on it I'm not 100 positive on that but the point being you had a lot of big content creators basically streaming or planning on streaming the tech preview for Halo Infinite um only it took them and I I think critical pointed this out it took them 14 hours just to get the tech preview out to people and then even then it wasn't like a typical multiplayer stress test type of beta or anything. It was just basically co-op matches against bots. And it, I think... It, and and a lot of this is going to be delving in more into the subjective now. But the, the maps that they showcased themselves just seemed really uninspired. Um, it It didn't really give off the impression of really like a halo map um and who knows the the finished product might be better there might be better maps in the game and and again i'm I'm hoping that the game is good like let's not get it twisted um because i want halo to succeed but i just uh, so far from what i've seen and, and and the other and the other thing too. You're just is an Xbox
0: that, hater. Let's let's just get oh, real. You're right. yeah. you, you just yeah. you just hate everything they do. So Well,
1: and I I will give them credit. <laughs> I I really do. I I am really glad that they have decided to port this next Halo game on Xbox and PC. Um because this is the first time in I think probably since Halo 2, since a Halo title has released on both console and PC simultaneously, hmm. um, and so that that is something that is is really cool. Um, but I think just the design of the maps, the the overall, I guess the the overall gameplay structure in that like, you know the with the grapple mechanic and stuff, being able to pick up power weapons, being able to uh hijack vehicles with the grapple um it seems like there's a lot of things that are unbalanced and i don't know i get i think to me just uh, from what i gathered a lot from the gameplay it just didn't it, it was like fine it wasn't bad it wasn't like horrible or anything but if this tech preview was like intended to generate hype for the halo community i i feel like it's done kind of the opposite um because during the e3 showcase and everything we we like we we got a lot of information and everything about as to how the multiplayer was going to be structured how the campaign was going to be you know oriented and and the team behind that was going to be working on the campaign uh it, it seemed like the 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 marketing material for all of that was really solid and it and it got the community hyped but I think the idea of having a tech preview where players are only fighting against bots, uh, I just, I don't think it generates the same type of hype and awareness like other betas did, um, like the Halo Three beta and like the Halo Reach betas and stuff. Um, I mean, it's not even comparable, but. I mean, again, who knows? the 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 final product could be good, but the idea of them showcasing a three month old build, which is essentially just a bot multiplayer tech preview, it just it's not really promising to me so far. Um, But again, who knows? I I could be wrong. So
0: yeah, and I I mean, I I kind of think that since I've, I mean, I I think I've said this before. I'm not super big into Halo. It's okay, uh, but. You know, I, I tend to try to keep up with some of this stuff on online on social media, but I think the fact that I've not really seen much hype around this since they've been releasing it. I mean I saw some, but it was just kinda eh, it's it's out. And it didn't really yeah, seem very, to grab a, a lot of people's bag. attention. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's it doesn't really seem like the marketing campaign for this is is continuing to improve. Um, at least at least to where it should be. So, yeah. Have the have the graphics improved at all or is it just Yeah, and and that, and that of... is
1: and that is another thing I will credit the game. It does look good visually, but in term well, from from a graphics standpoint. But it just seems like for this being like the Halo game that's supposed to bring Halo from the depths that it that it's been with like Halo 4 and 5, it just it didn't really And I think, and again, you run into this problem with a lot of uh, newly hyped titles, is that the game rarely ever lives up to the set player hype expectation. But even still, even ignoring the player hype, just with how much they have, with how much promotional work that they've done for Halo Infinite, um, and the idea that you're bringing a lot of like uh, veteran developers who've worked on games like halo 3 and odst and reach um for this being coming from a lot of those same type of veterans it just seemed incredibly underwhelming to a degree but I mean but again uh, it could shape out to be a really good game I'm not I'm not saying but but it just it seems like such an odd choice to me that if like if the main purpose of this tech preview was just a means for stress testing then why not just get a bunch of qa testers and have them sign under nda and just have them do the tech preview stress test rather than sending it out to all these you know content creators and even then they still couldn't get it out to the people who wanted it the most it took them like 14 hours to deliver just a simple tech preview
0: (laughs) that's a little long you know. Uh yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. I I mean have they is the release still supposed to be for um later this year? I thought it was. And well, I, December. I, I, s-
1: I still don't think they have a uh, a set release date. Okay. Um Halo wouldn't surprise and me. Release date. uh release date yeah it just says initial release date 2021 so it's supposed to come out i would assume sometime around november because that would make the most sense in terms of uh if they're wanting to make money from campaign sales. because the multiplayer is going to be free um it's going to be free to play uh which we can get into a whole different you know slew of topics concerning that but um but yeah as far as the campaign goes it's just it just has it set for the initial release date being sometime this year
0: okay interesting well we'll definitely keep track of that and uh once that comes out i'm sure uh, spencer will have a glowing review of halo infinite and uh it'll be pretty much the greatest game ever made so i'm counting on that i'm counting on that no pressure on you (laughs) yeah no pressure or anything (laughs) yeah yeah well we do enjoy uh you guys hanging out with us for the hour and we will be back next time hopefully in a couple weeks with the brand new episode as we are approaching our year anniversary of wired in that's uh coming oh, up quickly shit. we are aren't we yeah in about a month we will yeah, hit our is. year it see well
1: see it's it's funny because like you know i mean we, we we sort of we basically did wired in like sporadically like a few years ago but like mm-hmm. even still like the fact that it's like been a year since we've done this it it it, it seems like it's just flown by man it's like it really
0: has yeah i mean yeah we we did this as kind of like a experiment in a college class for a broadcasting class and then we just kind of did it for a little while um you know full time in the radio station there at 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 college and then we decided you know we we Kind of did a couple episodes here and there afterwards, and then we decided, hey, let's And then let's because actually... of popular demand, yeah. we uh,
1: brought it back. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, we just could not tune out the the increased demand for this show to come back. So yeah, it's exactly. like, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, <laughs> uh, someone's got to do it, and no one will do it as good as us. So here we go. Exactly. That's right. So, <laughs> so <laughs> wherever you uh, listen to us, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, overcast uh just be sure to give us a like follow whatever the whatever the 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 term is on whatever platform you're listening to us on five star rating review we really appreciate it and yeah we'll catch you guys next time in the meantime take care stay safe and get that jab